Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Cyber Church. I'm telling you what, I'm talking this month about understanding the times. You know, uh, today we're going to be talking, we're going to answer the question why is this happening? In our country, why is our country blowing up? Why is our country exploding? I will tell you, the very first thing you need to understand is there is an incredibly small, I mean, the, the, the minority of people that are actually creating all the problems in our country are probably one or 2%. And the problem is, uh, if you really want to know the truth, it's a coordinated effort between corrupt politicians and special interest groups that hate our country that want to, that want to destroy it. Uh, uh, it. Really, if the silent majority would stand up and put the right pressure on, on our politicians, all of this would end because this is all just a sham. It's a fake. Yes, there are, there's always real needs in our country, but I got news for you. Uh, this is not the voice of America that's speaking up here. You know, the amazing thing uh, is, is, is that, it seems like even though the Bible teaches us the importance of understanding times, of being, being able to read the signs, it's amazing how few people actually can. You know, God never wants anything to take any believer by surprise. And the truth is, if we were paying attention, if we knew the word of God and were paying attention, not only would none of this stuff take us by surprise, but we would see it coming and we would be able to do something about it. God always provides signs and warnings uh, so, that, so that we can know what to do, so that we see what's coming, so that we can, we can make godly decisions and so that we can understand the times. And then he always attempts to lead us by the wisdom of his word and by the personal direction of the Holy Spirit. But the problem is, is if you don't trust the wisdom of his word, then you will not listen to the voice of his spirit. And, and that's just that simple. People who are not committed to what we know to be the written word of God, and I'm not saying that the translations and the, that you know, we read are perfect. But I can tell you this: you, you can you can read and and uh, what Jesus taught. You can look at the life of Jesus, and it is clear as day who God is. It is clear as day uh, what God what God's will is in any situation. But it, it, this none of this none of this is a great mystery. This kind of remind when people ask me about what's going on, why is all this happening? It kind of reminds me of what. And of what Paul said, actually Moses said it back in the book of Deuteronomy. And then Paul said, like, look, and, and Romans 9, he says, look, don't act like this is some kind of big hard mystery here. Don't say, okay, who, who, who's going to die and go get this for us and bring it back? Who's going to descend into the deep? He said, no, look, this is just based on uh, having faith in the word of God and having the word of God in your heart and in your mouth. And if the word of God is not in your heart, doesn't do any good for it to be in your mouth. But if the word of God is not in your heart, if it's not in your mouth, if it's not in your life, it is not the basis for how 
you govern your life. Now, I'm not talking about legalism here. I'm talking about taking the word of God as understanding, number one, how to, first and foremost, how to walk in love. Secondly, how to have justice uh, in, in, your, in the way you treat other people, but also just justice in our country. Uh, then honest truth is we would not be where we are. Yet, amazingly, relatively few believers ever really know what's going on. They tend as a whole to never anticipate what's going on. Most fail to prepare, and so many are not even able to hear his voice because their hearts are then are overcome by fear. They wait too late, and all this stuff comes, starts, starts happening. We start thinking, oh, man, what a surprise. It should never be a surprise. You know, the one most repeated uh, instruction, or you could say commandment or warning, however you want to say it, of the Lord Jesus was this, to him who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And when it comes to these events that are in what we call the beginning of sorrows, which ultimately lead to the tribulation of the Antichrist, that is spoken over and over and over again, to him who has ears. Well, this is something about the ears of your heart. This is something about where your heart is. Now, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. The primary reason we don't hear God in our heart is because we don't want to hear. Now, I know that sounds mean, that sounds, but listen to me. Stick with me through this message. I'm telling you, you're going to understand some things about, about how to never, ever be taken by surprise. You see, the truth is we refuse to deal, or, or excuse me, no, no, the truth that we refuse to deal with, I'm sorry, the truth that we refuse to deal with is really the solution to the problem that's killing us. And it's amazing how we just keep refusing to deal with, to own, to work through an issue. And that issue actually becomes the bars to our own personal prison. Now, I'm going to tell you what everyone could see and what everybody could know if they were actually willing. And I'm going to tell you the eternal struggle that has brought us to this place in the world and in America. Now, I want you to understand something. America... It's not a perfect country. I've never said it was, but I've traveled all over the world. I've seen everything else the world's got to offer. I got news for you. I will take this any day over anything that I've ever seen in any other country in the world. But, and, and in a minute, you're, you're going to see why. You're going to understand today what, what American exceptionalism really is, is about. But first, you've got to understand what's happening, how we're getting here. The Bible identifies what it calls the mystery of iniquity. And in fact, the Bible tells us, and we're going to read the verse in a moment, that the, that the mystery of iniquity, and, and Paul wrote these words 2,000 years ago, the mystery of iniquity is at work in the earth now. It has always been at work in the earth. The mystery of iniquity has been at work from the day that uh, uh, the serpent uh, began to take the human race into this seduction. Now, the beginning of sorrows is really part of the mystery of iniquity. It's actually part of the continuum. It's a manifestation. It is an expression of the mystery of iniquity at earth or in earth. And we're getting to see it now up close and personal in America. Second Thessalonians two, starting verse five, Paul says, uh, I do not, or, or do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. 
And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. Well, don't, don't even worry about understanding that at this point. You know, if you, if you don't understand the big important points, don't even worry about these, these points that are kind of difficult. Because, because this is where he says in verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness. Now, iniquity and lawlessness are pretty much one and the same thing. They're just different words. Lawlessness is a modern word that people tend to understand, so it's used in modern translations. The word iniquity comes from a Greek word, anomia. Nomia means law. A means no. And so lawlessness is where there is no law. Now, man, if you've been listening to, to liberal Christianity over the last decade and, and, and Christians throwing their Bibles away and the fake grace movement and, 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 you know, and all of this flood that's coming down, you've been led to believe that the commandments are God are bad or wicked or hard and God doesn't want you to use them and God tries, you know, tries to free you from all of that. No, what God tries to free you from is the legalistic use of his commandments. His commandments are prescriptions. His law is, is, is the signposts that guide us and show us the outward, what, what love would look like if it's on the outside. Now, we don't do it be made righteous. It just tells us this is what it's going to look like if you are walking in love, if you are walking in justice, if you are walking in righteousness. Because righteousness is not some legalistic religious perfection. Righteousness is where, is where we harmonize ourselves with God. We harmonize our purposes with God. We harmonize our motives with God. We harmonize everything we believe about love, about life, about everything with God because we trust him as our creator to give us the roadmap to how to have an incredible life. But he says in verse seven, for the mystery of iniquity or the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only now he who restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Don't worry about that part. Don't, don't worry about he who restrains. We'll, we, we'll talk about that another time. It says, and then whenever, whatever it's, whatever is restraining uh, it, uh, it is actually moved out of the way, then the lawless one will be revealed. Now, the lawless one is who the Bible calls the Antichrist. And he says, uh, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. That's the thing I want you to understand. It does not matter how wicked the world gets. It does not matter how 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 much power and, and, and world domination the Antichrist has. And, you know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the personal Antichrist, but all of the armies, all the wicked governments, all the wicked oppression that's taking place. I got news for you. It's all going to end because Jesus is going to come back and going to resolve this. And, and as a matter of fact, I, I want you to understand something. This gets into the fact that Jesus is not coming back to destroy the world. Jesus is coming back to destroy the one who is trying to destroy the world. Now, as we all know, uh, there's only one religion in the world that I know of that is fully committed to the destruction of the earth, and that's Islam. And uh, everything in the Bible says that, will, that the Antichrist, and not based on my prejudices against against Muslims or, or anybody, just based on the doctrines of the Quran, it tells us that their goal is to kill Christians, to kill Jews, and actually to kill anybody that does not agree with the jihadist 
position. So this is why the Middle East, they're killing each other. And they have been killing each other because it's like, it's like the, the, the more bizarre and the more extreme they are, the more violent they are. So they, they kill their own people that will not get as violent and as extreme as they are. And the Bible clearly indicates that that is the basis of the Antichrist religion that will ultimately attempt to overthrow the world. And so, and so it says uh, he's going to destroy him with the brightness of his coming. I got news for you. It doesn't matter how powerful the Antichrist is. Jesus is putting an end to this. And that's why he's coming back, not to destroy the world, but to preserve the world through destroying the Antichrist. He says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception. I want you to understand something. Everything that is happening in the world is happening because of unrighteous deception. In other words, it is a war against the righteousness of God. I mean, even the church is at war against the righteousness of God, or much of the church. Thank God there's incredible pastors. There are incredible churches out there. I, mean, I know some of the best pastors in the world, but I am telling you this. I also know uh, thousands of ministers and pastors who are opposed to righteousness, who attack righteousness, and act like righteousness is a bad thing. But it, but in here, it says that this unrighteous deception is among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, I don't know if you get this right here. There, the whole battle that's going on in the world right now is a, is a battle among people who hate the truth they hate righteousness. They hate God. You know, right now you got you got all of these news people talking about you know the the, the left and their hatred for Trump. You know, uh, I, I'm not saying that Trump's a likable guy. I'm not taking it for taking it for him, but but that's not the real issue. The real issue about why they hate Trump is because he is the only president in my lifetime that has actually. Uh, slowed, interrupted, and pretty much shipwrecked their attempt to come against everything godly, everything righteousness, or everything righteous in America. I'm not saying he's the most righteous man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the, a pillar of virtue. I am just saying he stands for our Constitution. He is pro, he's pro-Israel. He's pro-Christian. And, uh, and he is the only only president in my lifetime, including Reagan, that, I mean, Reagan was a great president. He was a good man, but, but I got news for you. Reagan did not understand how to stop this onslaught of, of destruction. And, and, and they don't hate Trump just because of his manners, because of his tweeting. They hate Trump because he's actually, he actually disrupted their big final plan to overthrow America and drag us into socialism. Now, <clears throat> now so, so you got this group of people that not only don't love the truth, but they don't want to be saved. They don't, you know, uh, uh, the hell's angels uh, as a, as a young man, uh, I, I remember when I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe 18, I was going to buy a motorcycle. And, uh, you know, I was a musician, did drugs, and I ran in that crowd and all that stuff. And I remember thinking one day, you know, if I buy a motorcycle, now this is when, like I said, this is when I was already in crime and dealing drugs and using drugs. I remember thinking, man, if I, drive, if I buy a motorcycle, 
I am going to end up surrounded by a bunch of people who are way more wicked than I am. And this might take me somewhere I can't recover from. Now, I can't even believe today that I had that kind of thought processes back then. But, you know, even back then, the Hell's Angels presented this concept that, that hell was just going to be where you go and have this continuous drunken orgy party. And so we don't, we don't want to be saved. We don't want righteousness. We, we want to have sex. We want to drink. We want to have drugs. We want to do whatever we want to do because that's, that's the fullness of life. Well, so when people do not want to be safe and people do not want to walk in righteousness, they come under the curse. Now, what's interesting, the curse, uh, and I don't have time to get into it as much as I'd like to. I've talked talk about a lot of my other and a lot of my other broadcasts, but there's several different Hebrew words for curse. And one of the most predominant concepts of the curse, and by, by the way, when I, most of the places where it talks about God cursing somebody or God making something, the truth is in the Hebrew language, that's not even what it says. It's not saying that he is the cause of it. It's saying because of how he's created the earth and because of their refusal to trust him and walk in his ways, actually, they cause it. You know, the curse, one of the best ways to understand the curse is the curse is the consequence that comes when you get whatever it is that you want. In other words, when a person wants to go out and have an affair and then they lose their family, they lose their kids, they lose all of their meaningful relationships, and then they're whining, suicidal, and, oh, God, why did you do this to me? Why did you let this happen? God didn't let anything happen. You chose something and it had consequences. Now, this next verse, as it translates into English, doesn't make sense uh, on some level. But it, said, but it says that God, and for this reason, because they, didn't want, they don't love the truth, because they hate righteousness, because they don't want to be saved, God will send them strong delusion. Now, if you were reading this in an Aramaic Bible, if you were reading uh, or hearing this in the language that the Apostle Paul spoke in, this would get into that whole concept of, of it. it's not so much God choosing this for them, it's, it's how the universe works based on the Creator. When people hate God, when people don't want the truth, when people don't want what God has to offer, then all that can happen is a delusion. And I'm going to tell you, there is a spirit moving across the entire world. People are not this stupid. People are not so stupid to think that it's good to let murderers and rapists out of prison. People are not so stupid to think that when people get arrested, they shouldn't even have to pay bail. They shouldn't even have to go to court. They shouldn't even have to go to jail and, and, and stand trial. I mean, th this, is, this is not people doing something out of ignorance. This is people who hate righteousness, people who hate our America, who hate America, and they want war in the streets. They want violence. They want people fighting. That's why Jesus warned, you know, that, that in this beginning of sorrows, there's, there's going to be a time where people are going to be working toward an end, toward a particular goal. And, and the way they're going to get there is by, is by ethnic groups rising up, in other words, racial war, ethnic groups, and all of these things are going to happen. And then there's going to be man-made famine. There's going to be man-made pestilence. There's going to be all kinds of man-made tragedies. And I'll tell you something else that will happen. And I, I read a report from the UN from years ago when they, when they, when they were uh, – when, when these – 
uh, nations that were working on the one world government that they want to bring into pass. How are we going to control the people or ever have, ever have a one world government? Because then we'll all be one people. How are we going to control everybody? Well, so they said, well, we got to do things. We got to do things to create fear that, and we got to create such so, fear that is so phenomenal that they will that they'll surrender their rights, that they'll go along and they'll think they need government to save them. You know what? One of the things that they said they would do is to make people believe there was a, a potential to be uh, uh, for the earth to be invaded by, by uh, uh, extraterrestrial beings. You know what? You know, you know what's happening right now? Right now, you're you're starting to get this bleed out of information, making you believe that that extraterrestrial beings could invade us. And you know what? If that's true, then wh where does this fit into God's plan? I, all of this delusion that's coming out, it's coming out by people who hate God, who hate righteousness, who hate America, and really want to fulfill their lust. So, so I want you to understand something. God doesn't take any any pleasure in this. As a matter of fact, I, I, you know, God doesn't take any uh, doesn't delight in the destruction of the wicked. But you have to understand, actually in, in, in one translation, it says this, and, and I, well, I think it's J.B. Phillips translation. It says, God will send the full force, or, or where it says God will send, what it actually says in the original one translation says the full force of evil's delusion. delusion. Like I said, the curse is not some arbitrary action that God takes. It's when people get the consequence of what they wanted. Now you need to understand something like it, don't like it, think I'm crazy, whatever. But uh, most of the world leaders are already deceived. Most of the world leaders have already kind of surrendered to the fact that we're going to have a one world government. And the only way that they're going to have a place at a seat at the table is if they cooperate, if they're a part about bringing this destruction into the world. And, and sadly, much of the church uh, uh, is deceived. Uh, much of the church, uh, much of the church really believes that, uh, you know, that this one world government's a good thing. They think what the government's doing a good thing. They think, they think, they think a lot of crazy stuff, but they think a lot of things that are not in the Bible. You know, one source, fairly reliable source says that about 90% of Democrats and about 50% of Republicans have already made their deal. They've already sold out, uh, to the establishment in order to secure their place of power in the new world order. You say new world order, that's a, bunch of, that's, a, that's, a that's crazy talk. You know, something I remember sitting downstairs uh, whenever uh, President Bush Sr. invaded Iraq. I, I almost swallowed my tongue when I'm sitting down there and he said, this is the beginning of the one world or the new world order is the way he said it. I want to tell you something. If you think that uh, that the elitists are not trying to move us toward a new world order, I got news for you. You're the one that is is deceased. Many good pastors uh, uh, realize or believe that you know you know that all of this that's happening right now is going to pass. You know, I, I talk to pastor friends all the time. They're like, well, you know, th when th when things come back to normal. Things probably won't come back to normal. And if they do, they'll only come back to normal for a short while. Because if you've read the end of the Bible, you know this is what's this is what's happening. We are here because our nation exchanged the truth for the lie. Wicked, immoral, 
people were willing to compromise on ethics and morals. And that's what your iniquity is. Iniquity is where we reject God's morals, values, and ethics and standards. And we exchange them for a lie. We have had political and religious leaders in our nation exchange the truth for a lie as a way to gather power. They rejected God's truth and they exchanged them for foolish lies. What we have as a nation is unique among all the nations of the world. Or let me say this, what we had that we're on the verge of losing. We actually had religious freedom. I don't know if you realize how little religious freedom has ever existed in all of world history, but we had religious freedom. Uh, we don't, we're losing religious freedom right now. And these governors that are shutting down churches are proving that we don't have religious freedom. And, and you know, when they can put you in jail for going to church uh, over a pandemic, then they can put you in jail for going to church because they don't want you parking on the street or because you're making too much noise or for any other reason that they choose. You see, we have a constitution that believed that the only rights given to man were the ones given by the creator. And our entire constitution was written based on these rights given by a creator, not the rights given by the government. We, then we had something that was more unique than any country in the world. We had the right to vote. We had a democratic process. But while the church was asleep, our nation was hijacked. We gave up our government by voting along party lines, by voting for special interests, by, by not really knowing who we were electing, by putting wicked people in office because we liked the way they gave speeches, or like I said, because they were of the political party that we wanted. We surrendered our educational process. We gave our kids to the devil to raise. And that's why you got kids out there rioting and burning down things in the street because they think they are doing a just thing. They have been deceived by the system. One by one, we gave up our biblical and constitutional religious freedoms. And let me say this, it all started pretty much with prayer in schools and the church just sat by and did nothing. We gave up our mental and emotional health care to paganism by Freudianism that, that, that really presented this idea that if we would just throw off any belief in any God and realize nothing was wrong and fulfill all the lusts of our flesh, we could be happy. You see, the wicked have been convinced that those who believe in God are the ones that are keeping them from enjoying the full pleasures of life. Like I said, Freud convinced the world that the illusion of God keeps man from giving himself fully to his desires, in other words, his lust. And if we would just fulfill our lust and have no guilt about there, there wouldn't be no wars. There would be peace in the world. Well, the problem is, and one person is feeling their lust are usually violating someone else is this pursuit of a pleasure through lawlessness that the Bible says causes love to grow cold. When everyone is using everyone else uh, to fulfill the lust of their flesh, there is no more, there is no more love. Interestingly, it is those who desire to fulfill the lust of their flesh that believe the lies of Freud and Marx and Stalin and, and, and other, other anti-God groups. You know something? Uh, we're about to make the most murderous, disastrous decision ever made. 
We'll give up our healthcare system to a murderous system that has proven by look at the look at the way our our veterans were treated. You know, people are saying like we need we we need government health care. Well, really go ask these veterans who stand in line for months and months and months because the system is so inefficient. But here's the real key. We give we are giving up the, the promise of the kingdom of God for socialism because socialism promises everything that God promises but without Jesus. Listen, if you want to know more about this and you want to know more how to be ready for this, you might want to get my book or my series, uh, Apocalypse. And I'll tell you something, get your heart ready because you can live in victory as we're going through this, no matter what's going on. By the way, man, if, if you're getting helped by listening to these programs, be sure and like them, be sure and share them, be sure and send links to your friends because I got news for you. I, I, I don't want people to to sink and see right now christians who don't know the bible are supporting socialism because they think fairness and equality is going to come from the government but the real truth is it's not it's going to bring us to devastation and i don't want you to be devastated thanks for listening to the weekly impact ministries world changers podcast with dr jim richards if you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.